Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best friends forever. Best friends forever. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Salsman. Fun show for you today. We have two hours, naturally. And in hour number one, we will give you some old guys that you shouldn't forget. Like, not every old guy sucks. We want to remind you of that. In hour number two, we'll go over some of the young guys, some top prospects that you need to know, and James Anderson will join us for that. He's a prospect guru, plays a lot of Dynasty Leagues, and he will be somebody that, well, knows a lot more about some of these young guys than I do. And with that, we welcome in my buddy, my best friend forever, Mr. Frank Stamp. What's up, Frankie? Hey, happy Friday, bud. I don't know where I kind of fit in on the old guy, young guy spectrum here. I'm happy you're owning the young guy thing because... Sure, um, sure. You know, I was going to blast you for it. We're downstairs trying to think of a title for today's show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, what's more searchable, Greg? Prospects yeah. in the title uh-huh. of a YouTube video or young guys? How many people are at home Googling, hmm, I need to find fantasy baseball young guys? Listen. Probably not many, Greg. Yes. I realize it's Friday, but mm. we, still got, we still got some work to do. Yeah. A little, little winded. Clearly. I up the stairs. Clearly. I just sleep last night. I slept better. I still wake up better. in the middle of the night, though. And I think about work, and I don't like it. What? Yeah. That sounds like something I would do. Nando, Nando told me this would happen, and he was right. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night. The fortune teller, Nando DeFino. But here's what I don't do, what Nando did, right? Like, he used to wake up in the middle of the night and have these thoughts about things he needed to do or get done, and he would put them in his phone or write them down or just send an email out right in the middle of the night to do it. I just go back to sleep, and then when I wake up in the morning, I forget about what I was thinking about, and uh, that's about it. So, so that's because, and I'll tell you why. Love, love the dedication. Love the honesty from Greg. That, that's what I love most. I'll tell you why, though. Because I know once I take out my phone or my computer, I'm up. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be up. You really think that if you just lean over and like write it in your notes on I'm your just, phone that you can't just go back to sleep after no, that? No. I would be able to. Because on most mornings, here's another inside baseball for you. Most mornings, I wake, my alarm goes off. Almost the second the alarm goes off, I get a text message from Cardano. Like almost the second I wake up, including today. And I look at it, and after I see it, I'm up. You think Cardano just knows what time your alarm goes off? I think he does. I'm going to wait for, at least he's waiting until you wake up. Dude, it could not have been more simultaneous today. It was bizarre. You got you to give him credit for at least waiting until you wake up. He doesn't always wait. Today oh, he waited. Right. But, but, I tried to give you some credit, Cardano. It was crazy. Like, but once I know, I know I see that, I'm up. That's it. And I know I, that's going to happen in the middle of the night. Just saying. How did you sleep, Frank? 
I slept pretty well. Uh, I went to sleep too late because I set up to watch the end of the Blazers OKC game. Uh, pretty pretty cool ending there. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic getting tied up a little bit with Paul George. Uh, that, that was fun to watch. So that game go, goes into overtime. I watched the end of that. And before I know it, it's almost 2 a.m. And I have to go to sleep. And I have to wake up at 8, 8.30. So I'm a little, I'm a little tired this morning. I'm right? sure if you I'm are. being honest. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, just, I just drank a Red Bull. Some, something I don't normally do. I don't really advocate all that much. But I kind of needed that burst. I needed that Chris Ventra burst for a Friday, Greg. So could be doing better. I know. Right. Me, I think I'm slowly working no, up no, as the no, day no goes on. No meat today. What? No meat today. No meat today either. That yeah. is correct. Mm. Well, I mean, doesn't matter for you. No, for no you. meat for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying for you. We almost planned a, a Shake Shack date. We thought we awesome. we thought we did. Yeah. I, and I actually texted you right afterwards. Ah, oh, Greg. To be fair, no I actually meat. I asked you earlier this week which day do you want to do. Like, you chose Friday. I offer whatever day any day you want. It's very hard to remember. Yeah. Until like the day of. I got a few text messages this morning. It, that's kind of how, I don't know if this works for like all Christian or Catholic people, but it's kind of like every Friday morning or Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. they'll just be like a text chain like, hey, just remember you can't eat meat today. So I got a few of those this morning. I know in the past. Better in the morning than, you know, so I know once pa- you've already sinned and forgot. I know in the past you haven't always followed this, right? Like sometimes you're just like, I'm not doing this. I want meat. And you just eat it, right? That doesn't sound accurate. Oh. Hmm. I mean, it might, have hap- it, it, it might have happened where I accidentally ate meat, meat and then afterwards I was oh, like... Oh, that might have been it. That might have been it. I think Floria looked yeah. back at you one day, like last year when you were eating meat. You're like, dude, you know it's Friday, right? And you're like... Oh. It's already too late at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, yeah. I try. I try to follow the rules to your grave. That's all you can do is try. Yep. All you can do is try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat meat, probably. You should. I looked over. You're going, to, you're going to breweries. I am. Yeah. How late do you think you're going to be there? Because if you're out late, I mean, there's a chance that I could meet up with you as like a nightcap. So you, so you were right, thing. by the way. H the A to the L. You were correct. That's how I'm going to get that. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. doubt it. Don't too doubt it. Too many. You're not going home. We would have just taken the train together the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Have I ever really seen you? Yeah, I've seen you. Pretty wasted. Have you? Yeah. I, I'm just imagining uh, Kenyon Drake. Run! 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 That's me. <laughs> Last year, we're here at the holiday party. We're going up against the king, Scott Engel, and in the fantasy playoffs. And it was uh, we have our co-managed team, myself, Greg, and Michael Florio, when he was still around. Now he's still alive. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we have Kenyon Drake, and we're going up against Jarvis Landry, and it's a real, real close matchup. And Greg just comes back from, like, ordering shots. I think you're I think carrying like, shots. I think I was coming from the bathroom, but that's or, fine. Or something like, all right. I was coming from the bathroom because I was coming down see, this way. You just see Kenyon Drake run, and you start running towards that. Go! Track. Go! Go! That was sick. It was. It was fun. I was, I was pretty wasted. Because I, I made everyone take tequila shots, because that's what I like to do. Yeah. yeah. You're part of the reason why tequila is probably my favorite of choice. Now. Yeah, it's great. Because it tastes good. I went on, like, a five-year hiatus. Of no tequila, Greg. And you probably regretted that. No, because I had some, I mean, my teen years, like, I mean, my 21-year-old years, a um, lot of bad times with tequila. So I need that hiatus for sure. But now I'm back, and it's cool. And I have a bunch of tequila in my house. What is your favorite tequila? I feel like we've talked about Patron. That. I'm easy. I'm a Patron guy. Ah, so basic, Greg. So basic. And uh, you have this delicious tequila. I like De Leon. Yeah. I'm telling you. you got You got to get this. It's uh. It's the, get the silver one too. It's just a, That's what you said, yeah. a square bottle with, for lack of a better term, a big D on it. Mm-hmm. 
That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You can uh, let, let's let's bring it over here. Uh, no, wrong wrong way. Here we go. Uh, that's basically it. It's just a square bottle. Uh, They've had that. They're not paying me to do this. They but, yeah, they should. Um, also, the cap is really cool too. It's like this just big silver ball. Great tequila. Mm-hmm. Right. Should we talk about some old guys? Probably. All right. I'm ready, Greg. You ready? So we are uh, officially under a week away now. That's kind of cool for our GDD draft. Still need to hang out and kind of plan this out. <sighs> yeah. And we have to do an auction episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our man, our guy, Constantine, has uh, he's been asking me about auction as well. He wants, I he wants think, to talk some auction strategy. I'm sure a lot of people do. I think we'll probably do the auction show on Monday. This Monday? Yeah. Didn't we want to try and get Ian Khan on the, the auction The only show? day Ian could possibly be here for, for before our he auction. He also said he doesn't want to reveal his auction strategy. Oh, yeah. Right. But what if he's not here? If he is here, then we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make him. If he's not here, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> we can't make Ian Khan do anything. I mean, he's General George Washington. He's not going to listen to us. That's true. That's true. In fact, he will just command us to do something else. And then we will follow him. And we'll just follow him because we have no choice. So we'll do that. Do you want to do that before the auction or after our auction? Like before, right? Auction draft strategy. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, th- I think sooner rather than later, just because people might have auctions coming up. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have, dra- we have a lot of drafts coming up. We have a lot going on. I mean, a lot of people do. We have a, like, a lot of programming notes to talk about, too, for we later have, this week. All right, so way. Thursday we have our, our GDD auction, which is live in person at... Can we announce where it's at? Yeah, sure. House of Brews. The, the House of Brews sure. next Thursday night. Um, come by, hang out. Yeah, if you want to come by and hang out and cheer us on. Ian, for your BFFs. By the way, Ian Khan said... Bring a sign. You could cheerlead, bring some pom-pom something. Ian, Ian Khan told me that not only does he look forward to us bidding $27 again, he looks forward to hanging out with us at the draft. Because like, we didn't know him last year. True. We, we met him, but like, we didn't know him. Yeah. Now he's like, I can't wait to hang out with you guys. A little intimidated. I was very I was, I was intimidated in that room. Sure. Besides like certain people who I you know, would punch in the face, but that's okay. <laughs> Greg. What? <laughs> I can't imagine you punching anyone in the face. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just can't imagine. You're right. I can't do that. Can we get? I want a serious this camera. Greg, stand up. I want you to give me like a combination. I want you to give I me can't like do a. That. I want you to give me I like can't a. Do that. Give me I can't something. Do that. This guy looks like. Boom, <laughs> like that? You, look that? like you look like the Fighting Irish. Boom, boom, boom. I know you're ready for like March Madness, Greg. Ready for March like, Madness. You look like a little Notre Dame guy. Let's go. Let's go. No, legit, Greg. Let's have huh? you stand up here. Give me a. Give me. Give me a, a two jab and a. <laughs> Never punched anybody in my life, clearly. <laughs> you really, you Boom. never have, right, Greg? No, of course not. I'm a, fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I like to consider myself a lover as well. I've never even come close to fighting. Hey, but what happens when you're drunk? I mean, nothing. I, you know what happens when I'm drunk? I break people up from fighting. I've never, ever had an urge to fight anybody in my life. Ever. Sometimes I get beer muscles. I never do. That's stupid. But only over the right things. I'm still like a logical, rational person. That's probably not true. I'm, oh, I am. That's why people like me. I'm always a rational person. But I get very, I get very defensive. Hmm. Like if someone's like picking on my friends or like obviously Kinga or something, I'll be very quick trigger kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Florio always was the quick trigger guy. Oh, yeah. definitely. That guy. No, he definitely. He is. goes from zero to hundred very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so sure. mild mannered normally. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it all comes out when he drinks for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike. Not dead. <laughs> Not dead. What else were we talking about? Old All right, dudes? GDD. Oh, yeah. Thursday. Right. GDD Thursday. What's our, yeah. what's our next? And then I have the main event on Saturday, Greg. And I'll be there. It's gonna... I'll be there supporting you. Fun. Or I wonder when I find out my draft pick. 
I don't know. Then I could kind of so we'll, like, um, start mapping out my strategy a little bit. So programming notes, like, we're going to both be at the NFBC next Friday. I don't know like what that does to our show, but okay. we'll be there next Friday. Yes. Um, so NFBC on Friday will be at the Stewart Hotel, mm-hmm. and we will and be Saturday. broadcasting, covering. They're doing auctions at that time. Right. So you'll be able to listen then as well. Yeah. Find out what's going on in these high-stakes auctions. Mm-hmm. We'll give you our thoughts on, obviously, the prices of players, the construction of, of teams. That are within the auction there. Uh, so that'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to that, Greg. Yes, that'll be that'll be a great time. How long are these? How long are these things? I mean, as long as you'd imagine. For did, auctions, especially. Do we cover the whole thing? Probably. I, I would imagine we don't cover the whole thing. Yeah. Because then that's like a it's, four or five hour affair. Yeah, it seems long. But I should talk about. I mean, that. especially early on. Oh yeah, talk about like, which players are getting thrown yeah, out. Yeah, early yeah. No, I'm very excited for that. The, the, to be there for like a, a six hour auction. That seems that seems long. Yeah. That seems too long. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get on that. And the main event, obviously, on Saturday, not on auction. That's a snake draft, which is a little bit shorter. Um, There'll be three snake drafts going on. Right. I'm only going to pay attention to yours. Thanks, man. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> as you should. Um, and then Thursday. I want you to be as critical ESPN, as possible. ESPN will be in our studio. When I take so Tommy Finn. I don't know what our plan for, for the show is. But we'll figure it out again. When? Next Thursday. Oh, okay. We talked about that. And then we ha- I have a GST draft the Tuesday the 19th and my Home League draft Tuesday the 19th. Tuesday, big night for you. Big night for me. So you're not really going to help us at all during the GST draft. Seems well, I, I can because I'm on the end. I'm the first pick, so I should be able to be involved in. We should probably send the money to Ronas. The Florio's going to do that. I talked to him. Oh, actually, okay. I actually, I thought you just kept telling him to do it. No, no, no. Like, no. Yeah, he's he probably says I'll do it. it tomorrow at work. I'm going to remind him right now. Okay, so I'll send him some money. Can you send the money to Ronas? I will Venmo you now. Tell him cool. I will too. As will Frank. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, oh, guys. Yes. yes. All right. All right. Go cool. start. Who's your first one? Justin Verlander. Right? Like, this is a guy who is, what, 38 years old, give or take? That seems too old. That's not right. No, he's not that old. He's not that old. He's not, he's, he's not that's he's like old. 36, 37. Yeah. He's probably 35. Yeah, 36. Just turned 36. Happy birthday. Um, so, Justin Verlander was a guy, and the narrative goes, and rightfully so, the narrative goes that. You want to be a year early rather than a year late. We have said that repeatedly on this show and pointed out guys uh, like a Corey Kluber, for instance, that you want to make sure you're there. But as we said in our starting pitching preview, you look for signs of decline. You look for something being different, something going wrong. When you look at Justin Verlander, and you see last year that he struck out 290 batters, more than he has in any season of his career ever, you're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the guy that I'm just giving up on. Maybe this isn't the guy that I need to be a year early on because I know that he, you thought you saw signs of decline in his last few years in Texas. You can make a case that last season was the best season of Justin Verlander's career. This is a guy who's won a Cy Young. Now, his 2011 was better because he was 24-5 and with a 240 ERA. So that was probably better, 250 strikeouts. But like... That year and, and last year, pretty damn similar and close. That's how good he was. And are you really just going to throw all of that away because of his age? I don't think that's fair. I was ageist, admittedly, coming into draft prep season. Chris Ventra, Frank Stample, they brought me back. I'm in on Justin Verlander. And I think everyone should, Greg. If I told you there was only one other starting pitcher outside of Max Scherzer that would be a lock to give you 200 innings pitched, that's a great point also. It's Justin Verlander. Yeah. It's Justin Verlander. And he's yeah. doing it at, you know, 12 Ks per nine. 
So uh, per nine innings pitch. So and he has better better command than ever before. I, I I've been saying this about the Astros. I'm not going to go into whether or not okay they have substances. I'm not going to do the Trevor Bauer thing. But everything that Houston Astros touch turns to gold. This guy legitimately just had a career year. I mean, the 12.2 Ks per nine for Justin Verlander, who has been a great pitcher in the past, has won a Cy Young, was the highest of his career in his age 35 season. His 1.56 walks per nine, the best of his career. Even if you want to point to the peripherals, right? He was a 2.52 ERA, a 3.03 exit. Even if he pitches to a three ERA and goes 200 innings pitched at nearly 12 Ks per nine, He's going to give you 230-plus strikeouts this year. I mean, he had a career-high swinging strike rate. He had a career-high first-pitch strike rate. It's like he's getting better with age, Greg. Justin Verlander, a fine wine, one might say. It's, look, if, if we saw velocity declining or swinging strike rate coming down or you know him losing command or you know control within the strike zone and giving up home runs more than ever before, I would be worried. We have none of those things. He actually got better last year. I'm not worried about Verlander. All right, when we come back, some of the other old guys may not be as obvious as the Justin Verlander. We'll break it down when we come back. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Scout Fantasy Sports It's about the category, so you can trade like Chris Davis for Malik Smith, and it looks absurd, but if you're first in power, first in RBIs, and you could pick up five points in steals, how are you to argue that trade? I mean, isolated, if we just put it out for voter, it was going, oh, Chris Davis, easy. But that Malik Smith might be more valuable to that team trying to win a championship. So it really comes down to team context and what they need. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. So I hope you can stand the vibration. Because we're about to rock the entire nation. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. It is Friday. Feeling good. A lot of fun. 
Absolutely, Greg. I almost missed the way to be honest. Put my headphones on a little bit late there. I'm bad. bad. So, it was like two seconds before we came in. You don't want to miss the way man. Do not. Oh, don't say that, DFS, today. What do you say? <laughs> uh, I don't think you really liked our singing or dancing. Hmm. It's all right. It's Friday. Got to sing and dance, Greg. Uh, Florio is texting me. What do you say? We're paid. Nice. Awesome. I, yeah, I definitely did it last year. Yeah. I feel like Florio never did it. So. He, said, he said paid next year. I'm not it. So I go, yeah, I guess that was on me. Yeah. It's fair. A little, a little cycle here, Greg. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I asked you this during the break. I want to get your thoughts in the chat as well. People watching, home, listening. If you could buy any sports jersey right now, Greg, who would you buy? <sighs> the problem is I can't buy a, a, like I guess Saquon Barkley makes sense for me. Like Saquon Barkley yeah. comes to mind. Boring answer, but. I, yeah. I, I know, I know. I go, what is it, Landon Collins at one point? So that, that worked out poorly. Um, I, got, I got a bit of Landon Collins jersey for his birthday last year. That sucks. Poor guy. That sucks. I told him I'd get a Landon Collins Cowboys jersey for him. If I could choose one jersey. Craig's just going to skip over that one. 100%. Completely ignoring that. Um, I guess I would go Barkley. Ugh, my, my answers are so bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. But... Barkley or Judge, man. Ventura was downstairs and he said, you know what you need? Because I told him I ordered the Bryce Harper jersey. The blue one. The blue Phillies jersey. Is it bad I only wanted my teams? Like, I didn't even think outside of any other teams. No, nah, I mean, that's kind of who you are, Greg. It's fine. You're a homer at your heart. It's cool. But it's a jersey. Why would I want a jersey with another team? I don't, I don't know. I, like, I don't really want a Yankees jersey. Like, I have a Yankees jersey already. I'm good. True. I don't know. I just like to buy like random obscure yeah, like sure. players. My favorite players kind of jerseys. I have a Justin Upton jersey at home. Pretty random. From when he was on the Diamondbacks, too. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll wear it one day. Oh, it's all right. So you want me to know which random jersey I would want? Yeah. I told Venture downstairs I ordered a Bryce Harper jersey. He goes, you know what you need? I, I learned, he's the godfather, right. uh, traditionally. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Um, he goes, you need an all-black Pittsburgh Pirates Josh Bell jersey. <laughs> like, what? That is very obscure. That is obscure. That is really obscure. Yeah. All right. For well, me... He likes Josh Bell, so... Okay. So Sounds for like me... I think it'd be cool to get. Oh man, this, this is annoying because like I would love an Arenado jersey, but that's not cool anymore. Because like Arenado's like, all right, we got it yeah. already. Also, very boring. Greg. Very boring. Someone, right, give me someone who doesn't go in the first round of any fantasy sports draft. Okay, fair enough. He's like, oh man, I, I got to go back to my rankings for this. All one. right, ready? Who is it? How about a Jesus Aguilar jersey? All right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? I, you know. I should wear this one day next week. I have a Jonathan VR Brewers player shirt. Yeah, that's that's gross. Jersey. That's gross, man. I was a huge Jonathan. Do you want you a Cedric Mullins jersey? <laughs> that's pretty obscure. Yeah. I have a Jonathan VR player shirt. I have a I have a Bryce Harper Nationals player shirt. I had to get the Phillies jersey. I think I like Joe that. Musgrove jersey from Stephen Cormier. Get Let's go. Here. Get out of here, Steve. Get out of here. You know we're that. getting Joe the big the big Joey Muss. You keep telling, do you realize how many times over the last couple of days, you know we're getting this guy, you know we're drafting this guy, you know we, we, we're gonna, we have to have him. Well, if you don't, I've said one wanna, guy. If you don't want to plan a mandate to figure out the option. I don't like doing that. It's not, it's not my style. What? I don't plan on getting certain guys. I don't do that. Range. Well, we have to, yes, we're going to plan a range of players. Yeah. Like two or three guys at each position. What if give us similar stats. Well, what if they're, too, if they're priced too high, they'll pivot. Okay, but we need backup plans. So the way that we're going to plan our auction, I'm telling you this right now, is we're going to go by position, and we're going to say what statistics in a rotisserie auction do we want to get from said position? Like, oh, our second baseman. Do we want, let's say we want a 270 batting average with 12 homers and 15 stolen bases. 
We'll map out like three different guys that we want that could give us that. Sure. So that we have backup plans. I like it. They go. That sounds great. That's what we're going to do. When are we going to do this? Before Thursday. <sighs> so let what me would, know what day. You don't want to meet me out for beer later? It's a really good day for me. It's on your way home. Greg, if I come up, if I meet up with you at 9 p.m. tonight, oh you are going to be wasted, oh and we are not going to get anything done. You're right. And, you're, and then you're going to catch up. <laughs> I still might do the that. The problem is you're going to then catch up. And but, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm already going to be caught up. Don't worry. Mm. You know that. You know I don't know how to pace myself. This is tough. Mon, mon, oh, Monday after jury duty could work. Want to do Monday? Is he busy Monday? I know it's a Monday. Tuesday I can't do. Wednesday I could do. You want to do Wednesday? The night before the draft? I can definitely do that. Monday or Wednesday. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll definitely do it Monday or Wednesday. Either one totally works for me. Back to old guys. We'll do Wednesday. Okay. It's your turn, man. I think you Justin Verlander. Well, someone in the chat was asking us about Joey Votto. So let's let's yeah. do Joey Votto. Love it. Joey Votto, I think he's got to be like 35 now, right? Mm-hmm. He's up there. He's, he's mid-30s as well. I will say this about Joey Votto. In your standard Roto League, he is, he is 35 years old. Actually, in any league, he's still 35 years yes, old. Yes, from my in, understanding, yeah. In your standard Roto League, has not been a target of mine. How come? And I really, stunk last I really like the Reds lineup. I just worry about 12 home runs last year in 145 games. He stayed healthy. You see the play decline a little bit. It was just a really, really weird season from Joey Votto. I'll say, look, in OBP, in head-to-head points leagues, I'm still perfectly fine taking Votto. But what's your realistic projection for Votto this year in his age 35 season? And, you know, Votto's kind of a head case. He's, you know, he's a, is that the right word for it? Head case? I mean, there's been times where people ask him, like, hey, why are you going through a slump? And he says, well, I'm just trying some stuff out. Now, maybe he's more motivated now because the Reds are going to be a little bit more competitive. I think he's season. just a weird dude. So, he, I mean, head case, weird dude. They're different. Would you call Trevor Bauer a head case or a weird dude? Weird dude. He's kind of a head case, too. I don't, really? Yeah, he's out there. Right. Man. Okay. Look, Joey Votto, I understand how talented he has been. I just, where is he going to excel? I mean, he might still be able to provide a 300 batting average, but is he going to give you 22 home runs? If he's batting second in the Reds lineup, he's still going to score a ton of runs. What are the RBIs going to look like? I like the Reds lineup. He's just kind of a weird dude to figure out. Last year, he struggled against lefties, too, which was mm-hmm. weird for him. I mean, two, 260 with a 758 OPS against lefties. Against righties, he was 298 with an 880 OPS. Uh, yeah, again, only 12 home runs. It was just it was a weird season. His home run to fly ball ratio was the outlier. I mean, it was 9.5%, which was his lowest since 2014 when it was 10.7%, and that was just an injury-marred season. In each of the past three years, it was over 19%. He doesn't really hit a lot of fly balls, but when he does, it seems like one out of every five, right around that 20% range, flies out of the park. He hits a lot of line drives. We always know that about Votto. He's one of the best pure hitters I've probably seen in, in this generation of baseball, but he's just not really an active target of mine. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, if it's a combination of me... Worried about the age, the price. I thought maybe we would have got more of a discount from Votto. I seen him going in like the fifth round raid, sometimes fourth round. It, there's just other players I like at the first base position that I could either get Jose Abreu a little bit later on. God bless you, Greg. Or I can get Thank you. Matt Olson two, three rounds later, who I think is going to break out this year, who can hit you know, 30, 35 home runs. How do you feel about Votto? It's not really an active target of mine. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, 
I think in OBP leagues, I think Joey Bauer's still fine. Obviously, the OBP has consistently been over 400, which is ridiculous. It was still um, 417 last year. So, over the last four years, he's still seeing the ball well. I know he struck out, actually, less than he did the year before. So, Kato, he still walks more than he strikes out. So, I think in OBP leagues, you're fine. I know you want normally power at the first base position. I don't hate Joey Votto. I think the power does come back to an extent. I mean, the home run to five ball ratio under 10% last year, like, that's going to change. I don't. I think the days of getting close to 30 home runs are probably done for Joey Votto. I don't think close to 20 is very unrealistic. So I'm fine with Joey Votto. If Joey Votto is there for me and he's the top guy on the board, I'm not going to shy away from it. Over the past week, NFBC ADP has Joey Votto at pick 65. And the next first baseman off the board after that, 12 picks later, is Jesus Aguilar, Greg. Would you rather have Votto at pick 65 or Aguilar at pick 75? What kind of league? This is NBC, so let's so, say oh, so standard in the NBC, five by so five. So standard right. five by five. So standard five by five, are we talking about in general or like at that spot or around later? No, at their at their. I'd rather have spot. Aguilar around later. I don't even like Aguilar, but I'd rather have him around later. How about this? Joey Votto at pick 65 or Jose Abreu at 86? Going 21 picks later. I'd rather have Joey Votto. You're not, you're not doing the, the Jose Abreu. It's point. fine. I, you know, I, I just think Joey Votto's kind of better at everything. Yeah, but is he 21 <laughs> picks better? Yes. I don't think the batting average is going to be that far off. Okay. Joey Votto's probably going to hit 290. Mm-hmm. I think Jose Abreu's probably going to be 280, 285. Okay. I know it dipped last year, but he was, you know, he was dealing, dealing with, with the, injuries. You know, testicular torsion. I mean, yeah, I know. look, mm-hmm. that's going to... You know, Gonna mess you up a little bit right there. It's yeah. gonna mess you up. He's gonna hit close to thirty home runs. I I think you know when I wrote up my first base piece, my first base targets on my Patreon, which you get now. I said I made the comparison of Jose Abreu is basically Anthony Rizzo, and Anthony Rizzo goes in the third round, and, and you, you're getting Jose Abreu in the like sixth, seventh. And you hate Anthony Rizzo, yeah, because he's a third round player and he's boring. So you he don't hate the play, you runs. don't hate the player. You hate the game. Sorry, I don't I, I don't hate the player. I hate the cost. That's what it comes down to, Greg. He's kidding around. Yeah, and the fact that you made me spend thirty-seven dollars on him last I still year. Still think it was thirty-nine, but I mean, you could easily look it up. I'm not going to. I don't want to know. I don't know. It's just Jose Abreu at eighty-six seems like a great value. I know. Where's Olson going? Your boy Matt Olson. Olson. Oh, so that's going. Olson great. at one thirteen. Rivado at sixty-five. I just feel like we should be getting more of a discount on Joey Votto based on how bad last year was. It was bad. I own him. Even in a points league, it was a huge disappointment. He was a huge disappointment for me last year. But as a fourth-round pick, I mean, you're not spending, on him you're not, head-to-head points. You're not spending a first- or second-round pick anymore. You're selling a fourth. That is a discount. I just I thought we would get more of a discount. I, I mean, didn't. 12 home runs, Greg, in 145 games? Dude, I get bad. it. Under 10% home run to fly ball ratio. I know you got to project forward. It's not you have to. Just what he did last I mean, you look year, at all the projections on fan graphs. Everybody hasn't projected. Everybody. 22 home 20 runs, runs, though. Is that really... Does that get the job done for you, Greg? With a four, with over 400 OBP? Yes. They have him between 278 and 294. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty wide range. Most are, if he hits below 278 is like by far the lowest. If he hits below though. 280 with 22 home runs, Disaster. Joey Votto is not paying off Disaster. the round. Disaster. He's not. No. Disaster. I don't know. Maybe in a lineup with Yasiel Puig, it changes, right? It definitely your, could. Your boy, Yasiel definitely could. Boy. I, I think if... I could end up being wrong about Votto in... Your standard Roto Leagues. And if I am, I mean, it is what it is. He'll be on someone else's team. But Quick question. 
How old does someone have to be to qualify as an old guy for this program? I would say mid-30s. What is that? Is like 33 mid, or is that young still? It depends who it is, because it could be an old 33. I'm still in on Daniel Murphy. A lot of people are. He's 30, we, 34 in, in April. Like, he's, he's an old guy, that means. We I've learned that I'm a little bit more skeptical about Daniel Murphy. You just don't buy the knees being healthy? I worry about the knees, man. Okay. I yep. do worry about the knees uh, when it comes to Daniel Murphy. It's hard to hold last year against him because for most of the year, he wasn't really fully healthy until really the end of the season. But he struggled against left-handed pitching. I mean, his, uh, his average exit velocity was, was significantly down. His average exit velocity and hard hit rate were significantly down last year. So, look, is that completely a product of him, you know, playing through injury? It easily could be. I realize in Coors Field, he might have he has the upside to hit, like, what? 320, 330, people are getting very, very excited about him. I don't dislike him. I think I'm just, everyone sees Daniel Murphy with rose-colored glasses right now, Greg. Mm -hmm. And I think I just see Daniel Murphy with regular glasses on. With regular sunglasses, you know? But I like him. It's really just, crazy, I'm dude. I'm not going out of my way to get him. You're not really somebody that loves to talk about the lineup around. Yeah. You love to talk about the ballpark. Mm -hmm. You said, hey, I always want more guys in Colorado. You still like Charlie Blackman a lot. We went over that. Of course, Nolan Arenado's Nolan. You love Trevor Story. What yeah. happened when Indy Desmond moved to Colorado, Greg? I lo it, we loved was, him. And it we loved brutal. him at the time. It, they're not the same, same player. I realize that. It's not just like black and white. No. Ian Desmond struggled when he went to Coors Field. Therefore, Daniel Murphy is. But Daniel Murphy is a little bit older now. He has had this knee injury. And you know some things that I've read and seen about him ha have said, you know, people... We're worried about him because mm -hmm. it was like bone on bone with his knee. Yep. That kind of worries me. For, I, I get especially it. Especially for like an older dude like this. I realize what his upside can be. And again, I'm not out on him. I'm just choosing to see both sides here. A lot of people are just seeing Rose. the pros. I get it. I'm seeing some of the cons too with Daniel Murphy. That's And I, and I, I think that's fair. fair. I don't I, think it's a bad price though. I think the price is fair, man. It's fine. I think the price is fair. Definitely. I, I think he's going to have a... I don't know. I, like, I think even coming off... The year with the Nationals where he was like an MVP finalist. Yeah. He was going in, what, the fourth, fifth round? Mm -hmm. He's still kind of going in that range now, and he's in Colorado. So I don't think it's a bad price. He's going at pick 61, a little bit ahead of Joey Votto. I will say this. If I'm on the clock and I'm deciding between Daniel Murphy and Joey Votto, yeah. I'm taking Daniel Murphy. Really? Plus, he has, he's going to have dual position el eligibility. I love that. Yeah, second base and first base. It means corner he's and middle. He's in that middle infield, corner infield. That's why I love him, man. That helps a lot, too. That's why I like him. If I'm choosing between those two, I'm taking Murphy. Fair enough. You got an old guy for me? Let's scroll down the list. See what we can find here. And I have, you know, I have another one I want to talk about, though. If you don't, let's do this. Don't uh, I'll one. bring up one that you you mentioned to me yesterday, Greg. That we haven't really spoke about at all. Miguel Cabrera. Okay, great. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, old guy. Mm -hmm. No one's talking about Miguel Cabrera. Nobody. Should we be? Well, I think it's worth mentioning. I pick 157 right now in NFBC ADP. Another around. guy. I thought you'd get more of a discount, if I'm being honest. Really? All right, so... I think, I think some of his name value still kind of lusters in this value here. So in a... He's always hurt. So in he's a, one year older. In a 12-team league, that's the 13th round. Right? In a 15-team league, it is... The 10th round. Or, or did I get that right? No, it's the, sorry, it's the 11th round. It's the 11th and the 14th. Excuse me. The 11th and the 14th round. That's pretty late, man. Now, I get it. He has not been healthy in the last, the last two years at all. Three of the last four years, he's missed a ton of time. I understand that. I, I, I do. But I still think, like, I don't know. Maybe I should be out on him. 
Pretty nice if you had him. This is why we're talking about it. Because, like, because, because I look at 2017, right? Where you, 130 games. This is interesting, Greg. Think yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bud. The Fangraphs projections have his batting average for between 279 and 284. And 305. And between 17 home runs and 24 home runs. Doesn't that sound a lot like Joey, Joey Votto, who we were just talking about, who's going in the fourth coming. round, yeah, fifth coming. round of drafts? Is it that far off? No. <laughs> if you had to set the over-under for games played this year for Miguel Cabrera, what would you say? I would set it at 130. What? What? It sounded, it sounded like you were about to say more. So I was about to say 135, and then I dropped it at the last So second. the number that I was thinking in my head was 129 and a half. Okay, so we're right there. Yeah, we're right in the same range. Yeah, yeah. So if he plays 130 so why, games, so this is, what would you expect? So I'm going to answer that question. Look at 2017, where he had 16 home runs. He batted 250. Yep. That's my expectation, and that's why I think I'm out on Miguel Cabrera now. He still hits the ball extremely Extremely hard. I mean, every year he's hitting the ball Over 40%, 40% of the time. yeah. Mm-hmm. But last year was dealing, again, with multiple injuries. He, like, tore his tricep, or whatever the, the final injury was. Or I just think the thing with Miguel Cabrera is the upside is Probably not there. Like, you're right. With a guy like Daniel Murphy, there is upside in Colorado and at Coors Field. With Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto, it may not be there. got to talk more about Miguel Cabrera. We'll talk about it. We'll be back. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Rain dance! Make it rain. Golden State, they lost at Miami. They lost at Orlando. They lost to Boston recently. I'm not saying there's a chink in the armor, but I would wonder, might it be a growingly smarter and smarter bet to pick one of these non-warrior teams in the Western Conference to win the finals? Their odds have to be inflated a little bit, right? Like if you covered an Oklahoma City and a Houston, let's say, you could probably get them both at big numbers to win it all. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. I almost did it. You were about to do it. I almost did it. You were about to do it. To be honest, I was fully expecting you to do it. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la. 
Happy Friday, everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you close your eyes like that, I just, something, something weird just happens to my body. I don't, I don't know. Oh, gosh, Greg. Never, never change. It's interesting. This is somewhat baseball-related, Frank, so I'm going to say it to you. Um, so Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns Ring of Honor, has purchased for $3.5 billion the Yes Network. I just got an update before we came on that the Yankees bought back the Yes Network or something like Partnered that? Partnered with Sinclair, who's I'm sure doing the heavy lifting with the money. Okay. So does that lead you to believe that Ring of Honor is going to air on the Yes Network now? I think it's possible, yeah. Good for them. Very interesting. More televised wrestling is... What's best for business, Greg? What do you think AEW ends up? Turner? That's a big rumor. Mm, I don't know, actually. Do, do the Conn brothers have any ties to network? I don't think so. Television? I don't think so. Uh, to be honest, I just don't know. I've seen like AEW, that's all elite wrestling, which was purchased by Tony Khan, Khan. Tony Khan. Tony Khan, which is Chad Khan's brother? Yeah. The owner of or is the Jaguars. Son? Or is it his son? Be his son. Uh, yeah, it's it's either his son or his brother. So, the, the the same owner of the Jaguars, somewhere in the family there, uh, has bought All Elite Wrestling, which is a new wrestling company that is bound to a man MJF try and compete. My man MJF F is in AEW. Uh, we probably can get him on the show at some point if we want to talk wrestling. We should probably get him on before Double or Nothing, maybe like that Friday. Good idea. I will, uh, I will text him, and we'll try to get him on. He'll be in character. It'll be great. Right. Just going back to Miguel Cabrera, um, I told you this during the break, but here's, what, here's the injuries that we had from Miguel Cabrera in 2018 alone. Hip, back, hamstring, and then a torn biceps tendon, which finally wrapped up his season. I did read this quote from Miguel Cabrera. I mean, take what it from you what, 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 what you will, but I want to be dangerous. You have to be confident at home plate, not like you have to be cocky, something like that, but you have to be confident and you have to feel like you can still do it. I'm going to play my best. What else is he going to say, right? Obviously. I mean, at this age. So yeah. um, he was still hitting the ball extremely hard last year. He sacrificed some of the power, career high, 54.6% ground ball rate. So when I see something like that, it starts to set, tell me, is that the beginning of the decline, hitting the ball on the ground as much as you are? Was he playing through injury? That's probably more likely the case. Uh, for, for Miguel Cabrera, I had my projection for him at 280, 20 home runs, 70 runs scored, and 75 RBIs. And in parentheses, I wrote 120 to 130 games. Ah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will say this. By going I over, haven't drafted him anywhere yet. By going over Miggy, you are talking me out of Joey Votto. You are. Happy, happy to do so, Greg. You are not able to talk me out of Daniel Murphy, though. I, still really I wasn't like really Murphy. trying. I'm still I can try harder. You want me to find things? No, I'm cool. Okay. I'm going to move on to some other old guys. A name that has come up, and I, we talked about him briefly when your fan, uh, great fantasy baseball invitational team was going, was drafting, I should say, and that's Ryan Braun. So Ryan Braun, in his mid-30s now, is still a major part of this Brewers lineup. And they traded away Domingo Santana. He started the year in the minors last year because they just didn't have a spot for him. Now that Jesus Aguilar and Eric Thames pretty well set at first base, Ryan Braun's going back to being exclusively an outfielder with Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich, 
He's expected to play every day. Obviously, Keon Broxton, Lewis Princeton, no longer there either. I don't think he's going to play every day. You don't think he plays every day? No. Last year, he played 125 games. That's probably realistic. Okay. Yeah. Same thing as maybe who's, 125 who's their, to 130. Who's there for the outfielder? Do you know? I think they could play Eric Thames in the outfield, no? I probably don't want to do that. I mean, they have. But I could look at how many games he played. Yeah, I, I thought it was Eric Thames as the fourth outfielder. I know Thames could fill in at first base as well. According to their depth chart, uh, it looks like Ben Gamble is their fourth outfielder. Along, uh, along former with, Yankee, great. Along with Eric Thames. So yeah, it's like it's not great. Yeah, so Ryan Braun is expected to play every day. I just don't think he's capable of playing no, I, every day, and I don't I, think that's the expectation either. Okay. But even last year, he only played 125 games, and right. based on where he's going in ADP, he's going outside the top 200 in NFBC ADP right outside. You know, if I get normally, you know, for my outfield four and outfield five, if you play in Roto, I'd I'd like to take better upside shots. But I do think that he is an old guy that's that's being overlooked here, Greg, because he had 20 home runs and 11 stolen bases last year. Yeah, for Roto, that's definitely valuable. Yeah, he only hit 254, but the counting stats when he does play are still going to be pretty good. I want as much exposure to this Brewers lineup as I could possibly get. That's honestly what it comes down to. Can you say the same thing about the Brewer, the Rockies, which is why you should like Daniel Murphy? Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I want to get as many shares of great lineups as I could possibly get. I mean, there are other concerns when it comes to Daniel Murphy that I mentioned. I, I worry a little bit about the knee and the injury history. Uh, and, you know, he's going 140 spots higher than Ryan Braun, so that's a huge difference as well. But, yeah, I mean, the Brewers is really a lineup that I'm targeting this year, that I want as many shares as I possibly can get. Ryan Braun's still going to hit in the middle of that lineup when he is in the lineup. Uh, at least 11 stolen bases in each of the past five seasons. I feel like that's kind of an underrated part of his game. He hits a lot of ground balls. Now, he actually always has, right? Just If you look back at even like his MVP seasons, like he's always hit a lot of ground balls. The home run to fly ball ratio is high, but he still hits the ball extremely hard. I mean, he's in his mid-30s now, 43% hard hit rate. So I kind of like Ryan Braun. If you can get him as your outfield four or outfield five or maybe even your utility player, I kind of like it. It gives, I, you, it gives you cheap exposure to the Brewers lineup. Yeah, I, I think as a in a roto league in a deep format, of course, as your fourth, fourth or fifth or utility player, I'm okay with it because, like you said, you're getting cheap steals, you're getting cheap power, and you're getting access to a, a great lineup. As long as you don't expect 150 games anymore from Ryan Braun, which I don't think you can do, you're just getting cheap everything. I believe. How about this, Greg? I've never seen a discrepancy this big okay. between your actual batting average and your expected batting average. You know what I mean? Ryan Braun was 254 last year. His expected batting average, according to StatCast, was 296. Wow! He hit the ball extremely hard. 91.9 average exit velocity. Yeah. 43% hard hit. That was 18th best in baseball last year. Top 20 from Ryan Braun. Maybe he's back on the juice. Give an active target for you? (laughs) I'm not going to go out of my way to get him, but for where he's falling, if I get him as my outfield four... I think I'm okay with that. I, like that I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. In my great fantasy baseball invitational. How about this? He went in round 14. Yeah, that's about right. To James Anderson, we will have on later in the program. I think that's about right. I think that's about right. Outfielders that went just after him: Adam Eaton, Ugh. Randall Grichuk, Domingo Santana. Mm, I take Santana over him. Yeah, I think. But we were doing this draft a, a while ago, a few weeks earlier. Yeah, so yeah. now you know the helium is is rising for Domingo Santana. But I do agree with you. In a vacuum, I'd rather have. Santana, but some of those other names, who would you rather have here, Greg? This might be a tough one for you. And I actually took Cedric Mullins. Would you rather have Braun or Mullins? I'd rather have Ryan Braun. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
We really have Ryan Braun. I know the upside is probably higher Cedric Mullins, but like access to that really good lineup, like you know that he's not going to lose his job. Ryan Braun. Frank, I, I know age is a big, big thing and ageism exists. What if I told you that you can get a player that's hit over 35 home runs for the last five years in a row? Would you be interested? Yes, sure. He's going before pick 100, though, and he's 38 years old. Is it Edwin Encarnacion? He's not. It's Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz, 38 years old. He's hit at least 35 home runs every year since 2014. Last year, the average fell to its lowest that it's been since... Since he was a full-time player, to be honest with you, all the way down to 256. Mm-hmm. His OBP dropped to the lowest it's been since 2012, or 2013, rather, to 342. His hard hit percentage, well, it was the best of his career last year at 42%. He goes over to Minnesota. He was in Seattle, which is not a good hitter's ballpark. Goes over to Minnesota, also not a good hitter's ballpark, but not really any worse, I don't think. You could let me know. Um, then Seattle. Minnesota has filled their lineup with a lot of these bopped kind of guys. Try to improve that lineup. And Nelly Cruz is going to play DH right in the middle of it. Are you interested in Nelson Cruz? I have ended up with Nelson Cruz on a few teams so far because, and, and they're fan tracks best ball because he still has outfield eligibility there. Okay. I think why some people might skip over Nelson Cruz is in DH most only. leagues, he only has utility only, and they don't really want to lock up that spot. It kind of limits your versatility within the draft, but. I do think there is a little ageism here, Greg, because if you look at last year, you mentioned the the 42.3% hard hit rate, which was a career high for Nelson Cruz. His Babbitt was 264. That was his lowest since 2006 when he only played 41 games when he wasn't really a full-time player at all. I mean, so 264, it stands out, and it's some, some people might worry about it and say, oh, well, this is, you know, the batting average, the Babbitt. This is a sign of, you know... Nelson decline. Cruz getting older. Decline. This, this yeah. is a sign of his play starting to decline. Not, it's not the case. Because you look at the, the hard hit, the batted ball data, uh, it's still right in line. His expected batting average was 283. So another guy here where the expected batting average much higher. I think people are a little bit worried about the 256, but still hit 37 home runs and drove in 97 last year. And I'm bullish on the Twins lineup, man. I know. I like this Twins lineup. Well, the obvious Eddie Rosario, they bring in Marwin Gonzalez. A lot of people like Max Kepler this year. Marwin Gonzalez is going way too late in drafts, by the way. Well, yeah, he has like way four different positions too that he plays, too. And you know the first month of the season, he's going to be an Starting everyday third player. Baseman, absolutely. And even when Miguel Sano comes back, they're going to get creative. They're going to find ways for him to play at least other guys five will, games Other guys week. will get hurt or struggle by that. Yeah, and uh, look, everyone likes Byron Buxton right now, too. I like this Twins lineup a lot. I realize it's not a great ballpark there in target field, but... I like this lineup a lot. I think people are overlooking Nelson Cruz. The obvious question has to do, if you only have him as utility only, who would you rather have? Chris Davis at pick 47 or Nelson Cruz at pick 94? There's a 50-pick difference. It's a fabulous question, Greg. Actually, it's, it, it, shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be a question, to be honest. If you're getting a better batting average out of Nelson Cruz yep. and maybe, let's say, best-case scenario, Chris Davis hits 45 home runs again. Let's just say he has a 10 home run advantage. Yeah. Are the counting stats really going to be that far off? That's what I'm saying. The Twins lineup is at least on par with Oakland. It might be better. Sure. Neither place is a 
great ballpark hitter's haven. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because I think both guys have power that exceeds it. No question about people it. People just look at Chris Davis and they say, all right, well, you know, he's, what, five, six years younger than Nelson Cruz? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's no question. Why would you not take Nelson Cruz 50, 50 picks later? Picks later. Yeah. Huge value here with Nelson Cruz. I think so, too. As, as it is every year. Yeah. People, well, I mean, normally get people always Cruz, want to be a year early. We normally early. get Nelson is. Cruz fourth, fifth round. Yeah. Now we're getting him even later than that? Yeah. Nothing's really changed other than the, bat, than the batting average last year. Everything else is the same. Yeah, but I just mapped it out for you. I, yeah, mean, no, I, his, I know, I know, I know. expected batting average last year. Okay, his expected batting average over the past four years, starting in 2015. 279, 278, 283 in 2017, 283 in 2018. Mm-hmm. His batted ball data did not change. He just got unlucky. Those things happen in baseball where the batting average and the BABIP fluctuates based on luck. There's nothing in the batted ball data. I mean, 93.9 mile per hour average exit velocity for Nelson Cruz last year. It didn't change. The expected batting average was still 283. Mm-hmm. You're getting him at a huge discount. I agree with you. That's ageism is what that is. Ageism. Now, I'm just trying to figure out why I haven't ended up with more shares of Nelson Cruz. How about this? In the great fantasy baseball invitational, he went with the first pick of the fifth round. Wow. So there was no I mean, this was a sharp group, dude. Yeah. Like these guys were they they were sucking the value out of everyone. I mean, Yasiel Puig went went with the second pick of the fourth round. So there really was not much value to be had. Let me give you an old guy that I know you don't like. Hit me. Josh Donaldson, who's going one pick after Nelson Cruz right now. You want nothing to do with Josh Donaldson, right? Nothing. So you, is it fair to say you'd much rather have Justin Turner who's going 10 picks later? Definitely. Okay. Another old guy for you. I mean, just looking at my rankings, Josh Donaldson I have as my 19th ranked third baseman. I have Justin Turner 13th. I actually thought you'd have Turner higher. You should. He's awesome. Just saying. Would you like to hear the players I have just ahead of him? Going, yeah, why not? I have Andujar, Matt Carpenter, and Mike Moustakis. I think it's warranted. It's not just what I think you might want. It's debatable. I think the other two are fair. Personally. Who do you have in between, who do you have in between Turner and um, Donaldson? I have Max Muncie, Travis Shaw, mm-hmm. Will Myers, Rafi Devers, and Matt Chapman. Yeah, that's about right. Matt Chapman, again, a and, guy you, you got to pay attention to here during the spring because I want to really, really like Matt Chapman. Yeah, This I know. guy made huge, huge strides last year. I want to like him. I just want to know that he's healthy because he was dealing with a shoulder. He had off-season uh, thumb surgery as well, so a thumb and a shoulder for Matt Chapman could make things very difficult to hit. So he's really a name that I got to pay attention to. Really going to hone in and watch him over the next you know, five days or so, next week, and really see because as the drafts are coming closer, if Matt Chapman's healthy, he's, he's going to be a guy that I want. And he's not as old as some of the guys that we're talking about. We didn't really even talk about Josh Donaldson. That's not going to say. We don't want him. He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> He's missed 159 games over the past we don't two want seasons. Him. We don't I, want I think that's what it comes down to. Why hasn't Josh Donaldson made his debut yet in the spring, guys? Because he's old. He's old and he's always hurt. The guy couldn't throw a baseball last year. He plays third base. I like Josh Donaldson. He's awesome. The bringer of rain. I like the Braves lineup, too. I want, ex- I want exposure to this lineup as well. He's going to hit second but between, potentially, Ronald Acuna and Fred Freeman. Mm-hmm. In theory, it should be a great spot. This is another guy where I thought you'd get more of a discount on him based on the injuries that he's had. He's going to pick 99 in a BC ADP. 
Not really getting a discount. Uh, which is what surprises me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another old guy at third base. He's not as old as some of the players that we're mentioning. But Kyle Seager is seen as an old guy. Seager last year saw the power go down to 22 home runs. Only 62 runs scores, 78 RBI. And the batting average went all the way down to 221. And his Babbitt wasn't as far off as you want it to be. You in or out on Kyle Seager? I like this call, Greg. I like bringing up Kyle Seager. We didn't really talk about him. Yeah. I think for where you're getting him, as your, if you get him as your corner infielder, as your utility player, you're cool with it. I like it, man. Again, it's the Mariners' bias here. I realize not a lot of people are going to like their lineup. You're listening or watching at home. You're probably saying, ugh, Kyle Seager, that's gross. Another guy here who was extremely unlucky. How about this, Greg? He had a 41% hard hit rate against right-handed pitching last year. Mm-hmm. Yet he had a 208 batting average and a 658 OPS with a 225 Babbitt for Kyle Seager. Yet a 41% hard hit rate. He was unlucky last year. I mean, he's better than what that batting average was. What was it, in the 220 range? 221, yeah. He's a better hitter than that. He's a, I, I like he's that a 250 so as well. hitter. He can hit close to 25 home runs, 80 RBIs, and you're getting him where you are. Great discount. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to think so as well. I'd like to think so as well. All right, so you talk about the Mariners lineup. You talk about how you're not super into that. Or there's a bias against him. I don't want to say you're not super into I'm not worried about the Mariners lineup. I've been getting shares of Mitch Hanniger. 